Welcome to A Creative Life with Castella and Samantha Lawrence. I'm Cass. And I'm Sam. And we like to think of ourselves as your creative business besties. This podcast is all about living your best creative life. We're here to guide you through the ups and downs of life as a creative entrepreneur. All whilst following your intuition and listening to your soul whispers. Let's dive in. Hey, Cass. Hey, Sam. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Really good. Super excited. Really excited to have um, the beautiful Gemma Moon with us today. Yes. Today is so special. We are doing something completely different that we've never done before. I don't think I've even heard before on a podcast. Very exciting. So I'm a bit nervous. Are you? Yeah. <laughs> so we have the amazing Gemma Moon joining us. And she is an astrologer, a human design reader, a psychic, a Reiki healer. She's like just pure magic personified, very special human. And I actually met Jem when I did the psychic course that I studied and we were both students and we actually met because we did a trade with each other. Um, so like when you're students, you like practice on each other basically. And when you do this, um, you kind of like, <laughs> you, they're all amazing, but you start to be like, oh, okay, like she's the real deal. Like, you, you know, when, they, when they're really good. <laughs> Yeah. And Gem and I did it and we were both like, oh yeah, yeah, you're the real deal. And we became friends and she's amazing. So I'm excited for this because uh, Gemma has given me an astrology and human design reading before. So I know how incredible she is. Um, But Cass has never had one in terms of astrology. So we thought to do something totally different. We're actually doing a live reading today. So Cass will be receiving an astrology reading from Jem. So let's welcome Jem. How are you going, Jem? Thanks for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. I'm excited to make history on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we're so excited too. So we'll be doing this little reading or you'll be doing this reading and and then we'll go into our interview section where we find out about your life as a creative entrepreneur. Um, but before you dive into the reading, do you want to give us a little intro about yourself and what you do? Sure. So I think it's important to start with my astrology for those listening who do know astrology. I'm a Scorpio sun, I'm a Sagittarius moon, and I'm a Virgo rising. Uh, and then when it comes to human design, I'm a mental projector. So my purpose on this earth is to guide and see people, which is very much aligned with what I'm doing, obviously. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I just, um, I love doing this work so much. It's like, honestly, I live, breathe, sweat, uh, astrology and human design and all things intuitive. Like it just is always on my mind. And when I see a, a birth chart or a human design body graph, I can remember it like in my memory for a very, very long time because I just, it's just how I categorize the world. And I'm, I'm pretty sure I must have done this in a past life because how, how much it's flowed and how much I understand it and how much, how how important it is to me. I feel like Mm -hmm. it's probably either been divinely gifted to me in this lifetime, you know, very like potent way, or maybe in a past lifetime, I've also delved, dabbled into these things. Um, 
but every projector has their their specialty like projectors are really designed to find their little niche and single in on that niche and really become an expert on that so that's what I've done um and yeah it's just it's very very satisfying for me yeah yeah it comes so naturally to you it's just yeah part of you isn't it I love it yeah yeah absolutely um all right so let's dive into our reading Tass and I were chatting last night because her birth time is a time that is a little bit tricky because if she was born just a few minutes later, she would be a Leo rising, but she is a Cancer rising. So we were just trying to figure out if it was accurate because that can really throw the chart off. Mm. So people that might not know too much about astrology, we need the exact birth time, um, place and date, obviously. Um, and this is like a snapshot of exactly where the planets were in the sky the moment that you were born. Uh, and some people say, well, I was a C-section baby. Does that still count? Or I was um, early. Does that still count? Yes. Our souls choose to come in at a, at a certain moment. Yeah. And that exact moment that we emerge is our imprint. It's like the planets imprint themselves onto our soul, onto our life story, onto our bodies, and that will then characterise the rest of our lives. It will characterise our themes, the stories, our strengths, our weaknesses. Um, so it's just there's, there's so much to know, there's so much to learn, it's, it's so informative. Um, so, yes, it was a little bit tricky with Cass's chart because of that little cheeky um, five-minute difference. Yeah. But what I did was we had a little chat, we, we figured some things out, and then I still wasn't positive so what I did was I've got a, uh, a, a group of three other astrologer human design readers that are my best friends yeah and I sent them Cass's Instagram profile and I was like guys come, <laughs> come in come through for me <laughs> what is she is she a Leo oh, right? is she a okay. cancer rising <laughs> and it wasn't unanimous it was like uh, okay. one person was like she's definitely a Leo rising and one person was like no she's a cancer rising she's so oh, cancer my. rising oh wow <laughs> So, you at all. <laughs> no, it doesn't. I was like, well, this is just even more confusing now. So <laughs> I went with my intuition and I'm going with Cancer Rising. Okay, okay. <laughs> okay. Yes. And the tricky thing was that um, Cass is actually a Leo Sun and a Leo Mars. So already she's got this really strong Leo energy. Um, so it was that's why it was quite hard to tell. So let's have a little look at Cass's chart. All right, so with our birth charts, there's three really important parts. So there's obviously the signs, there's the 12 signs of the zodiac. There is the houses. So if you guys check out um, the slide that Cass and Sam post, you'll be able to see this chart that I'm talking about. And there's 12 different houses. It's different. It looks like a, a little pizza wheel and it's broken off into 12 slices. Um, and each of those little slices are called houses and they will symbolize different areas of life. So for example, the first house is the house of the self and the identity and the body. The second house is the house of money and the material world. Um, and it goes around like that with different themes. Mm -hmm. Then we have the planets and the planets will be in different houses in different signs. So, um, those are the three most important components. But as you can imagine, there's so many different variables because if we've got the signs of the zodiac, the houses and the planets, 
and they're all sprinkled around in different areas of the chart, there's just so much to work with. Yeah. Um, so first things that I look at when I look at a birth chart is someone's rising, their sun and their moon. And people that are listening, um, you know, they'll know their sun. Everyone knows, you know, I'm a Cancer, I'm a Scorpio, whatever you are. Um, that's where the sun was when you were born. Your rising sign um, is where is what was the sign that was rising on the horizon the moment that you were born. And your moon sign is where the moon was when you were born. The moon changes signs every two days. The sun changes signs every month. And the rising sign changes signs every hour or two, which is why it's so important to have your exact birth time because if it's off, then you'll have a different rising sign and that is just throws the whole chart off because then you won't have accurate houses and um, mm -hmm. it's just this makes it a little bit confusing. So we'll start off with Cass's rising sign. She is a cancer rising. The rising sign is kind of the, the way that you, the lens that you see the world through. So Cass sees the world through a cancer lens. Um, it's also the way that you appear. So when you arrive at a party, when people see you, they, they might not see your sun sign as clearly as they'll see your rising sign because it's the way that you appear to other people. So with a cancer rising, the way that Cass will kind of characterize the world and characterize herself and come across is very nurturing and protective. And she will have a very strong focus on home and family. Those are the, the most key symbols for cancer. Um, and so I know that she is a mom and I know that it's really important for her to have family and home and all these things. So that's kind of like just her starting point for life is like this cancer flavor is, is what will be throughout her life. Um, then we've got her son and her son is in Leo in the first house. She also has Mars in the first house in Leo. So that kind of adds extra Leo energy. Now with Leo energy, a lot of the time there's a stereotype with Leo people that is, um, you know, that they need attention and they need to be in the spotlight and they're vain and they're prideful and all these things. Um, and that can be true, but a lot of the Leos that I know, um, that doesn't really fit the bill. And that is because with Leo energy, the most important thing for them is creative expression. Um, that is their, their key and core motivation. And so the sun in our chart is what we want. And so with Cass's sun being in Leo, what she wants is to express creatively. And this just makes so much sense for her career because she's an artist and a creative and um, the sun is what we want. So what she wants is to be creative and to express herself creatively and all that passion and all that um, creative energy will flow through her and she'll need to get it out, you know, like it's, it's really quite potent for her. Then we've got Mars, which is the planet of drive and motivation. So what she's motivated by is creative expression. Any comments or questions so far, Cass? <laughs> I'm just nodding along <laughs> this whole time. <laughs> I definitely resonate with the Leo stereotype and not 
like resonating with that, like relating to that because mm. I've always felt in my life like that. I, I'm not like the life of the party or the one that like walks into a room and wants attention. But when you, um, yeah, when you like reframe it that way, it makes so much sense. And yeah, it definitely feels, everything you've said definitely feels like me already. Mm, amazing. All right. Well, we've done the sun. That's what we want. We've done the rising side sign, how we see the world. Um, and then we've got the moon. So I was very excited when I saw Cass's moon because she's a Sagittarius moon and I'm also a Sagittarius moon. Yeah. Um, so I think we'll get each other. The moon <laughs> is what we need and it's kind of like our interior landscape. It's not the thing that we will notice first about someone because it's a very private part of our chart. It's the part that is about our emotions and our, you know, innermost desires and it's the part of us that will really come out more so when we know someone for a little while and when we feel safe to show that side of us to somebody. Also, the interesting thing about the moon is that if you look at a child's birth chart, you will actually notice the moon more so than the rising in the sun because a child is, you know, in their purest essence. They haven't been tainted by the world yet. They haven't developed as much of an ego um, and coping mechanisms and survival mechanisms for this this harsh world that we live in. Um, so their moon will be very prominent because their inner child, well, their child likeness is very, very evident. So um, when we're kids, our moon signs are really obvious. And then as we grow older, they become a bit more private for the people that are closer mm -hmm. to us. Mm -hmm. So um, with a Sagittarius moon in the fourth house, Cass is going to be very much nurtured by and very much need adventure and exploration and ex exploration of higher meaning and ideas. So, you know, she's going to want to know the, the deeper meaning behind things. She's not going to be satisfied with, um, you know, not knowing deeply and knowing like, you know, the philosophical areas of life, like, what is the meaning of this all? Um, definitely there's going to be some spiritual inclinations. And if Cass isn't kind of nurturing that part of herself that is more spiritual and connected to divine realms and wanting to learn more about the purpose of life and philosophy and why we're here and all those sorts of ideas, she's not going to feel nurtured. Also, she's going to need to have some adventure in her life. She's going to need to you know, spend some time in nature or just do something adventurous. Travel, travel is really big for Sagittarius moons. And because it's in the fourth house, um, that brings an interesting flavor to it. And I actually also am a Sag moon in the fourth house. So this is very interesting. Um, the way that this is characterized for me, let me know if this relates Cass, because we're obviously very different people, but, um, with the Sagittarius moon in the fourth house, it's a, it's kind of a little bit of a, um, a duality because the fourth house is the house of home and family. Mm -hmm. And with Sagittarius energy, Sagittarius is the like explorer archetype. So mm -hmm. when you have Sagittarius energy in the fourth house, it's mismatched. The fourth house is all about being at home and being with your family and growing roots. And the Sagittarius energy is all about 
exploring and going off and traveling and adventuring. And so the way that I found this manifest for me is, especially in parenting, is really needing that freedom in parenting, really needing, like loving my daughter so, so much and loving creating a home with her and and being a nurturing mother, but also feeling that like, I need to be free. I need to have my own time. I need to go off and do my own thing and have my own adventures and um, create the the freedom, you know, like that's going to be really important. How do you feel about that, Cass? Yeah, uh, 100%, 100% agree. Um, and also, like, I feel like how it's played out in my life too, like especially since having kids, is this exploration for me is also an adventure, is also change. So mm. I like change. Like change is such a important thing in my life. Like I hate being stagnant and I hate, like, routines and I hate repetitiveness and I'm always like looking for new so and I like my husband and I always joke that like we're always looking for the next adventure like whether it's like moving house or like you know something that changes up our life um I'm always looking for that in our life which can be exhausting sometimes too (laughs) um but I I yeah definitely recognize this like being home and being with my family like I love that time so much but yeah, being by myself and being me and being free to be me is, it is so integral to my life. And if I don't have that, I feel very depressed. Mm. This is very interesting. I love this because um, you've also got the planet Uranus conjunct your moon. What that means is that the moon and Uranus were very close when you were born and Uranus is the planet of sudden change rebellion Mm -hmm. and so already you're going to have that energy of like needing the change and needing the exploration and the freedom but then Uranus just adds a whole nother flavor to that um yeah so the other example I was going to use for my own life which is so relevant and I love that we have this in common is that I just love moving houses. Like I'm, (laughs) I'm like every year I'm like okay where are we going where's next you know like I've moved so it's much. so funny because we, we're about to move house in um, about, about a month. And um, I, always, I think to myself, why, why do people think this is stressful? Because I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm like, why is moving stressful for people? I'm like, this is like the most exciting thing for me. Like, I love it. Uh, so it just makes me laugh. Wow. I must not have that in my chart because moving stresses me <laughs> out so much. I'm like, why do people move house? <laughs> yeah totally um I can relate to Cass um not so much the process of moving because that's not really always fun but the just the the excitement and the adventure of like a new place you know a new experience somewhere new that I can grow my roots um I've my daughter's eight and she's moved eight times with me in her life so it's it's a it's a bit of a problem at this point Um, but yeah, so that's, that's interesting. And I love that it has manifested the same way for you, Cass. Um, Mm. it sounds like our moons are definitely aligned. Um, so that is the moon. And actually I was going to ask you with the moon being a need, it's like, you need that change. You need that exploration and that freedom. How does your partner go with that? Because I mean, that could be a little bit challenging for some people, you know? Yeah, he's actually really similar. So I I don't know his chart, um, but 
he seems to have the similar sense of newness and adventure that I do. Thank God. Thank God. Because <laughs> <laughs> if he did it, oh my gosh. <laughs> I don't know how it would work. Yeah. That's why you chose each other. Yeah, it must have been. Mm. Must have been. <laughs> I'd love to see his child. That would be fascinating. Yeah, yeah, we should look into it. Mm. Okay, next we have got, I'm going to go into your Chiron actually. So Chiron is an asteroid and wherever Chiron is in our chart is our biggest wound and usually it's a wound that we um, kind of get in childhood or teenagehood but it's not like a cruel planet in the way that it's like let's wound you and you know, make you be in pain. It's, it's a wound that wants to be healed. Um, we call Chiron the wounded healer. So it's like, let's give you a wound. It's going to be a bit painful, but then later on in life, you can really work through that, that healing process. And then you can really help other people heal that wound in their own lives. And you can see that in other people and offer guidance and, and help for other people that have gone through a similar thing. So for Cass, she's got her Chiron in the 11th house. Um, and that is the house of friendships and community. And it's also in the sign of Gemini. Um, and so that would then indicate to me that Cass has had some, some wounds around friendship, around community, probably from when she was young. Um, what do you think about that, Cass? Yeah, I 100% relate to that. Um, yeah, <laughs> I feel like if I start talking, I'll just go too deep into this. Um, but yeah, definitely around female friendships. Um, when I was younger, um, there's lots of wounds there, um, that, uh, yeah, I guess I've just been working through over the years and trying to, yeah, like ask questions about why and, you know, and just, um, yeah, forge better relationships and, and really heal that part of me. And, but I've it's really interesting that this has come up because I've it's always been an unexplainable like like why to me. I don't know, it's really strange. So it's it's very um confirming that this is in my chart. It's like, oh okay, well this is destined to be my wound, you know? Mm, yeah. And like the more that you heal from that, the more that hopefully maybe, you know, with your own kids or just with people in your life, you'll probably find that um, you'll be yeah, able to really was, relate to that. And It was very, I've spoken to Sam about this before, but it's, it was very emotional for me to have a daughter because I just never, I, I never imagined it. I never thought I would. And then when I had Isla, it was like, whoa, okay. It was the, it was the biggest, like, I don't know, like, it was like a, opportunity I saw her as this um, amazing opportunity to heal this wound Mm. through her and my relationship so yeah that's huge in my life Mm, that's beautiful the next thing that I'm noticing in your chart is um, you've got a Pluto and Saturn conjunction so Pluto and Saturn are the two most tricky planets in our charts and for you Cass you've got Pluto and Saturn very close together. So in some ways that's maybe kind of a blessing because it means that you've got all the difficulty in the one area rather than in two different areas, if that makes sense. 
Yeah. Um, we'll see that as a positive. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll paint that in a positive light. <laughs> um, but you've got them in Libra and um, they are, I'm just thinking, I think maybe um, this was probably around, um, so I think I need to explain what a Saturn return is actually for this to make sense. So some listeners may have heard of a Saturn return. Um, basically what it is, is when you're born, Saturn is in a certain spot in your chart. So for Cass, that's at 29 degrees of Libra. And then Saturn takes around 28, 29 years to go all the way around the chart and return back to the spot when you were born. Um, and so when that happens, we have what is called a Saturn return. And it's probably like the most defining, difficult parts of part of our life. Um, when a lot of people look back to that, that period of time when their Saturn returned, it's always like, oh, that, that, that makes so much sense as to why life just felt so difficult and tricky and there was all these challenges. So, so Cass has already gone through her Saturn return a, a while ago um, and that will have probably been the, the part of her life where she kind of had to really pull her socks up. So Saturn is the planet of responsibility and mastery. So wherever he is in our chart, is where we're going to feel like, oh, I really need to get my shit together in this area. It's really important for me. Um, I really need to do this differently. And if we are listening to Saturn, listening to our intuition um, and following that that urge to be become more responsible in that certain area, our Saturn return won't be too tricky. It's when we are resistant and when we are like, no, I'm not going to change this, that's when it becomes really difficult. So um, for people that are listening, it would be probably really beneficial for you to look up your Saturn return. If you are under 28, 29, it's probably coming up for you in the future. Um, And if you are after your Saturn return, um, it's still interesting to look up when it was and then you'll kind of be like, oh, yeah, that's that was that period of time in my life, that season that was, you know, a bit tricky. What's the easiest way to look that up for someone who just wants to look that up? So if you just Googled my Saturn return. Yeah. There'll be websites that do a little calculator and you'll need your birth time and your, your place of birth and your birth date. And, um, it will, it will calculate it for you. Amazing. Yeah. So when you look that up, you can, um, it will give you an exact date as, as, as to when that happened, but you will notice the Saturn return, you know, six months prior to that date and probably six months post that date as well. So it's not just like this one day that you're like, whoa, I'm like an adult now. I'm a, totally responsible. <laughs> yeah, I, I, my that return is very, very clear to me. Mm. And it was like, it was pretty much the point where I just, yeah, questioned everything. And I, it was the year I quit my corporate job. It was the year I went and studied graphic design. It was the year that I felt like I finally found what I was meant to be doing. It was like, it was, it's just so perfect. That year, my whole life changed. And I just was like, I finally like just listened to all the nudges and followed them. Um, and yeah, I really see my life as before Saturn returns and after Saturn returns. Wow. That's so cool. I love it when it's so clear. It's amazing. 
Yeah. Um, I'm interested. So what actually stood out to me is that because it's in Libra, Libra is the sign. It's a very, very aesthetic sign. It's all about balance. And in a very literal sense, that would be very graphic designy, like creating harmony and balance and, and, um, you know, in the aesthetics of what you're creating and designing. Um, but also I'm wondering if, was there any themes for you in your Saturn return or, or just in your life, because this is in your chart for your whole life around maybe people pleasing and, um, doing things in a way that is like, I need to make sure everyone else is happy so that I can be happy. Because if I'm not happy, if, if they're yeah, not happy, 1, I'm not happy. <laughs> <laughs> People pleasing is like my thing, my theme in life that I'm trying to like get past. Oh, so yeah. Mm, astrology is just always accurate. <laughs> is that also around the time you moved to Coastal Cats? Yeah, well, yeah. So 29 slash 30 was like my whole life change. It was like mm. changed career, got married, moved cities. Um, yeah. yeah, it was like all within that 12-month period, so much changed. Yeah. Would that be a part of it, Jen, like finding balance in like her environment where she lived? Like she moved out of the city Yeah, absolutely, the absolutely. So much can change in our, in our Saturn return. And if we're listening, things will fall off that aren't meant to be there and we'll, we'll – become more aligned and step more into where we're meant to be. So totally. Um, But then we've also got Pluto there as well. And Pluto is the planet of transformation. So wherever Pluto is in our chart is like the most intense area for us where we will really be transforming. And so that's why for Cass, it's like over her entire life, she will have this theme of people pleasing and putting others' needs before her own, that tendency. But because Pluto's there, he's like, no, we're going to transform this. We are not going to allow you to um, stay stagnant in this. We're going to be like, no, you, your needs are important. You are lovable even when you set boundaries. Um, you don't need to live your life pleasing other people before yourself. Um, yeah. That's cool. That you have that <laughs> like that's like so helpful it's so helpful, helpful but painful because pluto isn't easy you yeah. know like no it's not yeah. easy. <laughs> it's not easy it, it plays out in every area of my life mm. yeah, yeah. It, I, I knew that it would be a big theme because as i said pluto and saturn are the most tricky planets and they're right smack bang together so they in this lifetime your soul was like okay probably in past lives you've been like really big people pleaser and your soul in this lifetime was like okay it's really time to once and for all nip this in the bud (laughs) let's get to the bottom of this um i wanted to look at the synastry between sam and cass's charts um that's when we put two people's charts together and it tells us a whole lot about their relationship um but before I move on to that, did you have any questions for me, Cass? No, no. I'm just taking it all in. It's, yeah, it's amazing. It's like freakishly accurate, isn't it? It like blows my mind. <laughs> like human design. It's just like bang, bang. Yeah. Hey, Jim, I'm so curious, like before you go into mm-hmm. the synastry, what, where's my Saturn return? I don't remember. Mm, let's have a look-see. Because I know what happened at that time, but mm. <laughs> I'm intrigued. Okay, let's see. Your Saturn is 
Okay, that's right. Okay, so your Saturn is conjunct Neptune and Uranus in the 10th house in Capricorn. So your Saturn return was all about career and um, and Capricorn themes. So like, you know, maybe um, about achievement and perfectionism and being a bit hard on yourself. But because as well it's in the 10th house, that's the house of like career, but also public image and how people see you. So probably I imagine you might have gone through a bit of an identity crisis, like who am I, where am I going, what am I doing? Um, And that part of you, that more masculine part that I know is there that is like very career-focused, you might have maybe some more of the shadowy aspects might have come up of that Um, and you might have really, now that you're, you know, you're you're a few years post your Saturn return, um, probably you're finding it a little bit easier to step more into the feminine aspects of career and master that um, more shadowy masculine side. Um, Mm. How did it manifest? Is that? Yeah. um, Yeah. That's so interesting to hear. So I I got really, really sick actually. Um, And the type of sickness it was meant that I couldn't be at my workplace which I was like really unhappy being there. So it was like my body was like getting me away from there. Um, And just uh, through that time was actually when I like really tapped into my intuition and like I guess gifts in that area um, and started to look at um, wanting to live I guess a more like flowy creative life rather than a corporate like job and how but it was a lot about how that would be seen and how, yeah, mm. definitely mm, it makes sense. <laughs> Very interesting. Yes, yes. I feel like it didn't, like it, it goes for a while. Like does your Saturn return period, can it go for a while? It goes for quite a while. Yeah, right. Like it can, it's, yeah, it's like it can be a year plus. Yeah. This um, is like a, a year to two years. Yeah, yeah. And then it will build and climax. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Cool. Yes. Um, all right. So, yeah, I put um, Sam and Cass's charts together just because I thought it would be so interesting to see, you know, like why you guys are, have been drawn to each other and to be creative together. Um, and the first thing I noticed that was so interesting to me is that, um, okay, so Cass is a Cancer rising and the sign that is opposite Cancer is Capricorn. And Sam's midheaven is in Capricorn, pretty much right smack bang on top of Cass's descendant. Now, this is getting a little bit complicated. I have no idea what any of that means. <laughs> <laughs> so let me, let me just maybe break down what that means. Love so, it. Um, so the descendant is the point in our chart that is completely opposite our ascendant, which is our rising sign. So in... When we have something, someone else's something on our descendant, our descendant is like what we're drawn to. Um, and with your, so with Sam's midheaven on Cass's descendant, it's going to be the energies of like Cass is actually drawn to Sam because she can see that Sam is um, very Capricornian in the way of like motivation and leadership and 
working to achieve and all these sorts of things. Um, it's a very strong draw together. So like to have your midheaven and your descendant right on top of each other, it's very cool. It's not like um, if I saw this in a relationship, like a, a romantic relationship, I'd be like, ooh, I don't know. <laughs> um, but it's perfect, literally absolutely perfect. I couldn't have like created a better aspect if I thought about it because the midheaven is also about work. So mm-hmm. um, the midheaven, if you look at the midheaven in your chart, it tells us what you'll do for work and mm-hmm. what you'll be motivated by for work. So with this work energy and Cass being drawn to that work energy, it's just like, yeah, it's just like a match made in heaven really. Wow. Um, so cool. And it means that you're meant to work together essentially. Cool. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> we already knew that, yeah, but that's good. Yeah, but thanks for the confirmation. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And then we've got um, the other thing that really stood out to me, and I love this so much, is that um, Sam's Venus is in Sagittarius. So all the things that we were talking about before with Cass and I having that Sagittarius energy with travel and exploration and freedom, Sam has that too. She has her Venus in Sag. So we're all Sag chicks, which I love. Um, and so Venus is the planet of, um, pleasure and relationships and what we, you know, get pleasure from. So Sam in relationship, and just in life in general, will really place a lot of value on the pleasure of freedom and adventure and travel, you know? Um, and I see that for you, Sam, like definitely, I feel like you, you need that adventure and you need that freedom, even though you're very relationship focused, it's like, you also need that freedom. Totally. Yeah. And this is actually something I think Cass and I spoke about this maybe only last week, how we both like feel like we need freedom in life mm, yeah and so like we work yeah. together but like we freely do our own thing and it just yeah it's interesting mm, it makes so much sense and I think there's probably that mutual understanding between you two because it's like you get each other it's yeah. like there's no yeah. um it's like oh no you don't even need to explain like I get it you know like yeah which is really nice but um Sam's Venus is right on top of Cass's moon Uranus and Jupiter um and those are all such fun planets I mean as we mentioned before Uranus is the planet of change and then the moon is the planet of nurturing and Jupiter is the planet of growth and expansion so they've got all these energies together um in Sag and so it's just going to manifest as like you guys what you're creating really will be um motivated by this need to explore things like let's explore these ideas and let's get really into it and let's chat and um let's let's um be really optimistic like Sagittarius is a very optimistic sign like sometimes a little too optimistic so I imagine that on this podcast there's probably a lot of optimism like this is so beautiful this is so great everything's gonna be fine and lovely (laughs) (laughs) and healing yeah um yeah yeah, but not too optimistic. <laughs> like it's it's like needed. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that it would. It's very true. It's but very the true. other thing is that's really interesting. So while you probably both are, you know, that optimistic, um, truth-seeking personalities, there's also some interesting um, Pluto conjunctions. So we've got. Um, all right. So we've got for Cass on her IC, we have. Sam's Pluto. Um, and then on 
Sam's son, we have Cass's Pluto. So there's definitely some Pluto stuff here, which is really cool because as I said before, Pluto is the planet of transformation. So when you guys come together, yes, there will be that freedom loving, optimistic energy, but then there'll also be this like, but shit needs to be real too. Like we need to make sure that we're healing and transforming and we want to get deep and we want to be like, you know, Phoenix rising from the ashes vibes. Um, So it's not just like surface level stuff. It's like, no, let's get into the depth of it as well. Yes. I think you've just summarized the podcast. You have. Yeah, that's like the definition (laughs) of the podcast. (laughs) Oh, I love that. No, that's amazing. It's amazing. Wow. That is so cool. And so, um, Jem, just to finish off, in case anyone listening is now intrigued, should we share what my sun, moon and rising signs are? Yes, absolutely. So Sam is a – actually, do you want to say it or do you want me to say it? (laughs) <laughs> yeah. So I'm a, my son is Libra. Um, so yes, I do like balance and beautiful things around me. <laughs> yeah. Um, my moon is so interesting to me because it's Pisces and that was that like intuitive part of me that was like hidden for so long and only my really close people knew about it. Um, so that always is so intriguing to me. Um, and then rising is Aries. Yes, and that's a really lovely mix of um, energies for you. Like the Libra and the Pisces are very soft and they're very, you know, Libra is all about the other and um, creating peace and you've got that in the seventh house as well. So you're very relationship focused Um, and then you've got your Pisces moon in the twelfth house. So that is more of a private part of you but it is a very prominent part of you. It's like that like creative and watery and intuitive and really connected spiritually Um, but then Aries is like, so not anything like those two energies. Aries is like the lone wolf. It's the leader. It's the warrior. Um, and so it's a really nice mix. Like I, I really love that for you. I love that you've got that, you've got those really soft, beautiful sides that are like really about the more feminine aspects of life. But then you've got this Aries energy, which is undoubtedly masculine and, um, a go-getter and, um, that really ties in really nicely as well with your Capricorn placements because you've got the Capricorn Midheaven, Saturn, Uranus, and Neptune. So there's also that that hardworking, achievement focused energy. So I think that for you, you do really have a nice blend of the masculine and feminine elements, um, and it will be a lifelong journey for you to kind of balance those in a way that really works for you and the people around you as well. Mm, wow, that's so cool! I love how you explain it. It's um, yeah just really makes sense. I think as I get older, I'm realizing how people see you as your rising Mm. sign. And I never understood Mm. that. Like just last week, I met just like little side story. So since I moved here, I've had someone like doing my eyebrows, right. And so she'd done, she'd done it three times. So I've known her for like four months and you chat, right, while you're doing eyebrows. And we suddenly this last time had this really deep spiritual chat. Mm. Um, cause she was telling me about some gut issues she had. And so I started talking to her about some stuff and she like stopped, <laughs> stopped what she was doing. She's like, I'm sorry, but you are not at all who I thought you were. And I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> and she's like, I just thought you were this really like driven, serious, like career, this, that, like city girl. And like, I just didn't realize you had this whole other like soft spiritual side. (laughs) I'm like, whoa. And I thought like, is this like 
this Aries thing, like, because that's not at all how I see myself or yeah. think of myself. Like, yeah. That's so interesting. Yes. I wonder, Sam, because because we first met um, doing the spiritual work and doing practice readings with each other, um, I wonder if I had have met you just in real life, out in the world, if mm-hmm. we, if I had have, how, how I would have seen you first, because I think you showed me your mood, which is yes. your more private side first. You know exactly. what I mean? So then yes. I, when you told me yes. that you were in Aries rising, I was like, because huh? <laughs> yeah. you already showed me that beautiful, you know, hidden part, yeah. which is so nice. And I feel very yeah. privileged that I got to see that so quickly. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, and my friendship with you is so different because mm. of that. Like, it's like a lot deeper than like my friends from um, my childhood friends who I'm still really, really close with, but it's still like, it's a different friendship. Like we talk about different things and I feel like we know each other differently. Mm. Like, yeah, it's just fascinating. fascinating. I'm so glad that you've shown me that side of you because <laughs> that's really such a lovely side. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, this has been amazing getting this reading. How do you feel, Cass, learning all this stuff live on air? Oh, it's amazing, Jen. Like I could sit down with you for like hours and talk about this like I I love it so 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 much like so much and I I've always wanted to have my astrology read and I feel like we've manifested you into this podcast (laughs) just to have it done but yeah it's it's yeah I I love it my soul is very very happy Mm, (laughs) so glad thank you and we haven't even talked about human design. Like we're not going to get into that because it's a whole other can of worms, but I'm very curious about your design as it well. Is. It is. Yes. Well, we'll have to have a, another session. <laughs> yeah. After. Yeah. You guys need to go have a session together and yeah. un- unravel it all. Mm. <laughs> I'd love to get um, have one done on my kids. Oh, it's so, <laughs> I think it would be so fascinating. So helpful. Honestly, raising my daughter knowing yeah. her astrology has been absolute game changer. It's like you've got a cheat sheet you know? Oh, I feel that way about human design. Like just knowing my kids' human designs, I treat them so differently now because of what I know. Like my daughter's a projector and my son is a generator. Mm. And I just know now how, you know, just different little things. Um, but I knowing this would just be that whole nother layer. Yeah, absolutely. And knowing them, putting them together is just, oh, honestly, I don't know how, how yeah. apparent without it. Yeah. <laughs> Well, this has been truly amazing. I think what a cool thing to do live. Like, thanks, Cass, for being so brave, you know, like publicly sharing all of this. And thank you, Jen, for your incredible wisdom and insight and knowledge and all of this stuff still. Like, I just look at these charts and think, how do you understand this different language? (laughs) You're amazing. (laughs) Um, Oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much. We're going to leave it here and we will do a separate episode. So uh, if you're listening, click back in and we're going to hear all about Gemma and her creative business. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on A Creative Life. You can follow our creative lives on Instagram at Castella Design, at Revelust Design, and of course the podcast Instagram at A Creative Life Podcast. If you like today's episode and want to hear more, we would love it if you subscribe and leave a review. And if you want to be featured on the potty with your own question, shoot us an email to hello at a creative life podcast.com. We'd love to hear from you. See you next time. Big love.